0: amen. Well, praise the Lord. I have been on the subject keys of the kingdom. I made the mistake a few weeks ago of, of saying keys to the kingdom. But if you read through, um, the verses there in Matthew, where I was telling the story and where God clarified, um, you know, Peter replied to him and all that went on. And he said that I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom. And pastor Steve, I don't know if he's listening to my sermons or not, but he's That's my pastor in Florence, and he's a great man of God, and I I don't think he is. I think he just said it kind of out of his spirit, but I picked it up. I thought it was great. He said, you know, it's not just keys to the kingdom. It's keys of the kingdom. That's different because keys to the kingdom would be just keys to a specific door, to a specific place. But he gave the keys to the entire kingdom to his believers. And what he was saying was, on this rock, I'll build my church. Will y'all say that with me? Say, on this rock... I'll build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. To recap a little bit, what he was talking about was that the revelation we have of who Jesus is, that he is Christ, the Son of God, that revelation gives us access to those keys of the kingdom. And so last week, we talked about one of those keys of the kingdom, which is faith. And I want to continue along those lines today, except for a little bit of a different avenue. We, we recently bought a home. Y'all have heard me talk about it if you attend here regularly. And in our home, it was a foreclosure. It was an as-is home, which means I got it. We got it just the way it is. There's no repairs, no anything, which is a great deal because typically you get those homes at a lower price. So there's been a few things that we knew about and a few things we didn't know about. How many of y'all know there's sometimes, there's surprises, you know? And so um, the first night that we moved in, my wife's got a face over there because she knows. The first night we moved in, we we got all of our dishes out of the boxes, and of course they've got wrapping and stuff on them, so we wanted to wash them, right? So we loaded up the dishwasher, I mean packed it full. I mean packed it as full as, I mean every dish we could put in there is in the dishwasher, all right? We go to bed or we start the dishwasher and go to bed. We wake up, I get up first, I'm excited. Man, slept great, first night in the new home. I'm pumped up, man, I mean, I, I know there's work to do and there's things to improve and boxes unpacked, but I am, I am jacked up, I'm going to the refrigerator, I'm gonna give you something to drink. Splash, splash, splash. The entire kitchen floor is filled with water. And it's like 6, 6.30 a.m. I don't know why I got up before everybody else. Well, I don't want to wake them up to help me clean up the thing. So I'm, I'm going to food line. I'm buying mops. I'm trying to get everything mopped up and cleaned up. Man, it was crazy. Well, come to find out, our dishwasher is not draining properly. So we're in a search for new uh, appliances and looking for um, um, new dishwashers and all that. But in the meantime, guess what we're doing? We're hand washing every single day. Dish. Now, you may do that at home. You may not have a dishwasher, but for me, that's a little unorthodox for me. And that fell into my category. Since we've been married, the dishwasher was kind of my category. You know, we each, we all take part in the house. We all have stuff that we do. And our kids are not quite old enough for responsibilities, but I tell you, I'm about to give somebody the dishwashing responsibility. I don't know if a three year old can dishwash, but she's about to learn. Amen. I mean, I've been washing every day. I mean, this is like a whole new thing for me. And so some days I'm on it, man. I'm on it. I'm just, I'm, I'm ahead of the game. Soon as, I'm talking about we're not even done with dinner and I'm washing, man. I'm washing. I don't want it to pile up. And then other days I get busy and it piles up and there's no hiding it in the dishwasher anymore. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just there. And then the other thing that we've got going on is is when you're doing this, you got to get the temperature right. And there's no hot or cold I mean, excuse me, there's only hot or cold, there's not really an in-between. Y'all ever have that on a faucet? There's no, there's no in-between. It's like I can't find the in-between. I mean, it's hot or it's cold. I just want a nice warm soapy water, but no, I'm either burning the skin off my hands or it's cold. I'm trying to find that happy medium and I'm sure it's just the type of faucet that it is. It's one of those ones, it doesn't have a hot and a cold button, it's one, you know what I'm talking about, and you gotta turn it and try to find that sweet spot in the middle. You know, I was thinking about that last night as I was washing dishes and preparing for our message today. And I was thinking about living by faith. Living by faith. Walking by faith. And how there's moments where you're hot and there's moments where you're cold. There's moments where you're hot and there's moments where you're cold. What do you mean? Well, there's moments where we're living by faith and there's moments where we're not. What if we were constantly living by faith? What if there weren't just these moments where we were living by faith, these moments where, okay, now I need God, so I'm going to believe by faith. Now I ran into the situation, so I'm, I'm going to exercise my faith. We talked about it last week that, and i tell you, get out there on the podcast, listen to last week's message if you missed it. It was, it was a good one. It'll help you. I talked about the, the, the keys to faith, one of the keys to faith. And so one of the things that we talked about last week is that we have to believe when we ask God and that we have to ask Wednesday night we talked about the prayer of faith. Can you imagine what would happen if all of us prayed the prayer of faith every time we prayed? How many prayers would get answered? But see, we have these moments where we live by faith and then moments where we're not. Moments where we live by faith and moments where we're not. But see, here's what the Bible says in Romans. I want you all to turn there real quick. We're going to look at two verses and then I'll keep going. Romans 1, 16 and 17, and then we'll turn to Galatians 3. We'll put them on the screen so you can read. It says, for I am not ashamed. Say that with me. Say, not ashamed. not ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Next slide. Verse 17. It says, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Say that with me. Say, from faith, from faith. to faith. Come on, say it loud. Say, from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just, you and I, who have been justified by Jesus Christ, shall live by faith. We should walk by faith. The life we live should be a life of faith. Hebrews 11.6 says what? Without faith... It's impossible to please God. It is literally impossible for you to be saved without faith. It's impossible for you to receive healing by faith. Everything we do, everything we receive of God is by faith. That story we talked about last week where he cursed the fig tree and he told them to have the faith of God. The reason that was so paramount was because he knew if y'all don't get faith, Maybe you, maybe you have salvation and you get saved and then your life just stops there. What else can you believe God for if you can't understand that it's my faith in God, not my faith in man, not my faith in my education, not my faith in the university, not my faith in my job. See, sometimes we have so much faith in, in our job and the paycheck that's coming from our job. What if they decide they don't want you tomorrow? What if they, what if they decide we're closing the doors? What if everything looks good, but they decide, you know what, we're not making enough profit in your area and your department gets cut? See, your faith and your trust and your life, your life has to be lived by faith in God. That right now God supplied all my needs through this job, but it doesn't matter whether that job is here today or tomorrow or not. My faith is in the almighty one. Amen. He's going to supply my needs no matter what kind of job I'm in, no matter what kind of coronavirus is going on. Man, there could be, this is one pandemic. What, 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 that stuff happens all the time. That's my point. We must live. We must walk. We must strive in faith every day. There can't just be moments of hot and cold. Man, when, when you do lose the job, it's easy to believe. But what if you were living by faith before? During and after What does that look like What does walking And living And striding by faith look like How do we How do we live by faith I'm going to answer that in just a second But let's turn to Galatians Just to read this in another place Galatians chapter 3 verse 11 says But that no one Is justified by the law In the sight of God Is evident for the just shall live by faith. What this is this saying is that we don't live by the law. You know, back in the Old Testament, they had the law. The law is what they lived by, it was the life for them. You do this, and you get this in results. If you don't do this, here's the curse that comes. That was the law. And that's what they lived by. That was the extent of their faith, so to speak. It wasn't even really faith. It was just a trust in the, in the book of the law and that, hey, if I do these things, this is what God said he would do. It was a covenant. And that that law, Jesus came and fulfilled the law and said that you don't have to live by the law anymore, that you live by me, that there's a, there's a faith that you need to have that you don't have yet, but... He said so, Jesus said so many things while he was on this earth that are so crucial to us. Well, how do we walk by faith? We have to have those words in us. See, Romans tells us, Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. We all say that when we say faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What does that mean? That means that if you want to grow your faith. This is why I've already said it numerous times today. What is, what is important for you to grow your faith? It's the word. Why did I work so hard this week to fix the podcast issues that we were having and get the podcast back out and make sure that you know that, hey, you can listen to my sermons. You can listen to our home church. They stream twice a day, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. And Pastor basically has been preaching two services. So you can listen to me, you can listen to him, you can pick up both of our Wednesday night services. That's a lot of word in one week from the church that God connected you to. Why would you not listen to as much word as you could? I'm not just putting together a fluffy sermon. I'm asking God to speak through me to you. I know that pastor's doing the same thing. Why not listen to as much as you can of the word because faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. The word of God is paramount. Say that when we say the word of God... It's paramount. See, when you get the word in you, something something changes. Something changes when you get the word in you. This goes back to, the reason I recap is because this goes back to week one of Keys of the Kingdom, right? That is the revelation we get of the word. I can tell you a word. I can can give you a scripture. Pastor JT, this thing happened and. The doctor gave me some bad news. And I can say, well, you know what? Isaiah says that by Jesus' stripes, you were healed. That means you were healed, Mr. So-and-so. You were healed, Mrs. So-and-so. And they go, oh, okay. And leave that meeting and go right back to living a life not by faith. But see, if you get the word in you, and you get it in you, and you say, God, give me the revelation of your word. Give me the revelation of the word. In other words, I don't want to just, just read through a passage of, of, of scripture every day because that's what I'm supposed to do. I want you to speak to me. I want you to speak to me. Then you get an understanding that, hey, it's, it's, it's not just words on a page. It's life. It's faith. Faith comes by hearing the word. And hearing comes. See, if you were to, you know, different translations say it like this way. Faith comes by hearing and hearing, and hearing, and hearing. You know, I think that it's interesting that it repeats hearing because there's hearing that needs to be a constant, repetitive thing. There's been messages that I've heard. Listen to me. That that I know pastors preached, you know, countless times. There was one time where I was in the control room, which is like a back, so it's a room that would be off behind the sanctuary, and all the video cameras feed into the control room you ever seen a control room like at the Super Bowl or one of those shows? Sometimes they'll show the control room or like on the Golf Channel, they'll show a control room. And there's all kinds of screens and TVs and stuff. And I was sitting in a room like that, clearly distracted by all these things. But I tuned up my spirit about halfway through his sermon. And I don't even remember what he was talking about. But God spoke so clearly to me sitting in the control room. And I got done and I told him. And he said, JT... I've preached that sermon about 20 times since you've been coming to this church. But there was just something that clicked in me. A revelation that I got that day because I tuned in. Because I said, God, I know I'm in the middle of this room. And I know there's a lot of distractions happening. And I know I'm at work and I'm listening to this podcast. And I know that I'm driving and I decided instead of listening to music, I'm going to listen to your word. And I know that my kids are screaming in the background, but I'm going to try to read this Bible today. And I want you to speak to me. And in those moments when you're hungry for the word and you say, God, give me a word. Give me a revelation. God, I'll speak to you and faith will rise. And if we want the world to change, listen, it's the prayer of faith. That chapter that we read last week in Mark 11, it's the prayer of faith. If we really want our world to change, if we really want our lives to change, our family to change, our jobs to change, uh, um, the the injustice in the world, the, the healing that needs to come, we've got to pray in faith. We've got to live by faith. We've got to walk by faith. I want to encourage you. That you, that you strive to walk daily by faith. Don't just wait for faith to kick in when you need it. Walk by faith. The just shall live by faith. There's another verse that says that we walk by faith and not by sight. We all say that when we say, I walk by faith and not by sight. Say it again. Say, I walk by faith and not by sight. See, I'm not worried about what I see. I'm worried about what I see. And when you've got the word in you and you see the word, then your outlook is different. You've got to have the word in you to a point that when you're walking around, you have on like faith goggles and that's what you see. You see the word. We have this problem with ourselves. When When we look at a mirror, sometimes you don't see what everyone else sees. Everyone else sees the mirror or they see you and they see a wonderful person and they see all the positives in you. Maybe they see some negatives, but you look at the mirror and you, all you see is negative. But see, when you get the word on the inside of you that says, no, God wonderfully and fearfully made me. He knows every hair on my head. He cares about me. He loves me. He is for me. The Bible says that God is for me and not against me. How clear is that? But see, when we look at the mirror, sometimes we, and, and we start our day so down on ourselves that we're not even looking at ourselves the right way, much less the rest of the world. What, are, what, am, what am I telling you today? Get the word in you. Be If you're watching online, keep watching online. If you can't get the Columbia stream or the Columbia messages, watch the word. Get connected to our home church of Florida. Get connect. get the word in you because the word matters. The word of God is paramount. Paramount. I've got some other things I want to throw in there with this. 1 Peter 2.2 says this. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk Of the word that you may grow thereby. If you have a Bible that you can highlight, underline, circle, I want you to circle, grow. I want you to highlight, grow. I want you to to underline, grow. It says that just like my children, just like my four month old son, right now he's on milk, but we just started giving him a little bit of food like real food. Or, you know, it's mashed up. It's like, basically, it's mush. But it's food. You ever tasted baby food? There's some of it's actually pretty good. I'm not even going to lie to you. Some of it's actually pretty good. You should, you know, hey, you never know. I, I like to try just to see what I'm feeding my child. My wife's laughing, but I do. I'm like, hey, listen. If they're going to eat this. I want to know what they're eating. He's not going to eat milk forever. He's not going to drink milk forever. He started on food they have stage one food. That stage one food is all mushed up. It's just basically liquid form of food with a little bit of texture. Stage two, it's got other chunks mixed in there, right? Stage three is basically almost table food. It's just softer versions of table food. After that, you just go to table food, and you step them into real food. We have to grow by the word. We have to grow by the word. Brother Mike and I talk often about how important it is to have a personal time that you're studying, that you're, that you're, that you're growing, that you are making a decision to read God's word. Another thing with faith, so we know that faith comes by hearing the word, right? Faith comes by hearing the word. Say that with me again. Say faith comes by hearing? By hearing the word. Okay, so if faith comes by hearing the word, and we saw last week that how do we get rid of a mountain? What do we do? We speak to it. Y'all say that when we say, speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Then I want y'all to put this all together, and we're going to wrap up with this today. Your confession, your confession matters. The things that you say matter. The things that you don't say matter. Now, I'll talk about this often, but I wrote some things down that I want you guys to say, and I hope you get it in your spirit. I want y'all to say this out loud when we Say, as a spirit-filled Christian... I possess possess. God's spirit DNA. All right. As a spiritual Christian, you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. That means that inside of you, the DNA of God, listen, what does the word say? That's what we're talking about today. Let me just give you some word. You ready? Because this is, y'all see me getting jacked up? That's because I know God's word and I know how much this has changed my life. What does God's word say? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Okay? So that's a nice statement that I wrote down. It doesn't really matter whether you say that or you say something different. What matters is that I say, I've got the Spirit of God inside of me, and that no matter what I'm facing, come on somebody, no matter what's in front of me, greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world. And that means that the Spirit of God that's flowing through my veins, so to speak, is greater than what I'm facing. Amen. That means that you can, you can bolster up, you can more scripture while I'm at it. What does the Bible say that faith is? Y'all, y'all know the verse about the armor of God? See, faith is a shield. I mean, you're like Captain America. Come on. That dude can do some things with a shield that I ain't never seen before. What? What is the shield for? The rest of that verse says to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. See, it's not that he's he just is gonna ignore you because you got some more word. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that when you get the word in you, he's going to come try to snatch it. His primary objective, if he can get you to reject the word, to not listen to the word, for that word not to take root. If he can pluck it up before it takes, before it takes um, and becomes into a plant and it flourishes in your life, then he's accomplished his goal. But if that word plants, that revelation comes and faith comes as a shield. And see, what happens is, is greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. See, when he starts coming at me, and those darts start coming, and he starts trying to throw things at me, boom, my shield goes up. Now, if I'm living by faith, my shield is always with me. Y'all tracking with me? Come on, somebody. Y'all tracking with me? My shield is with me. I'm not leaving my house without my shield. That's why I've got to leave my house Quoting scripture. I've got to leave my house confessing the word. I've got to talk over my family and say, Listen, God is with you. God is for you. When I dropped my daughter off at school, it was a Christian school, a little preschool. They obviously aren't meeting right now and it's summer and all those things. But I confess the word over the school. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. God's with you and he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. God, I ask you to send your angels to protect this. This building. That while my daughter's in there, she's protected. I don't know which classroom she's in, but it was the most protected classroom. Well, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know who else is in there. Who else is praying? But she was as protected as anyone else because I confessed the word and I walked by faith. I live with my shield. I don't leave home without my shield. I don't walk without my shield. I'm not going to go into to, to life without my battle armor. The whole armor. Obviously, I'm focusing on the the, the, the faith today. I'm talking about faith and on the shield of faith. But the whole armor. Listen. Get the word and then confess the word. If you want your faith to grow, just confess the word. If you want to know how to quench. See, some of us, here's what I think happens. Is we leave our shield at home, so to speak. Right? And the darts start coming. Come on. The darts start coming. And the devil's throwing darts. And then you realize, oh, no. Where's my shield? Then you got to find it. Oh, wait, where's that scripture? Pastor said it a few weeks ago. And you're going through your whole life trying to figure out, and the whole time, the devil's... <laughs> and he's throwing those darts at you. you got to be ready. Is that a dart? And you got your scripture ready. you got your word ready. You're tanked up on the word. I don't know how much other stuff you take, but listen, you have things in which... You, you, listen, let me put it this way. You have an ear gate and an eye gate. You have an ear gate and an eye gate. You hear things and you see things. And those things go inside of you. And what you put in is going to come out. Come on, somebody. Put in the word. Put in the word. Put in the word. And then quote the word. So what's coming out, you're hearing. Does that make sense? Every time you quote scripture, you're hearing it. So your ear gate is now intaking what you're also giving out. Does that make sense? That may seem like a little thing, but it matters because now instead of, of, of let's, let's use going to work. Maybe you don't like your job or you're, you're wanting something better or whatever and you're on your way to work and you're quoting scripture instead of dreading what's ahead of you. You gotta have a discussion with your wife or your husband, your spouse. You've gotta deal with your kids. What are you taking into battle? What faith, what words, what scripture do you have for the situation? What are you using? The Scripture, the Word of God, is paramount to our success. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Pick up the whole armor of God, including the shield of faith, and be ready to quench those fiery darts of the wicked one. Here's some other things that I wrote down. Confessions. Confessions that matter. I am created in God's image and likeness. I want you all to say that with me. Say, I am created created in God's image and 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 likeness. See, he made you and I like him. He made you and I like him. Now, you and I can determine to be something else, just like our children can determine, well, I don't want to be like mommy and daddy. He gave us free will. He gave us free will. But he made you, and you were made, you were created in his image and in his likeness. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, what is God like? What does God look like? What does God read his word and paint that picture? Okay, this is who God is. That's you were made in his image and likeness. You're like God. A few weeks ago, I talked about the fruit of the spirit. Y'all remember that? See, the more you, the more you build up your spirit, man, the fruit of the spirit, joy, joy, Love, peace, all those things, they are fruit, just like an apple tree bears apples. When you let the Spirit of God work in you, you bear the fruits of the Spirit. You're made in His image and likeness. You can choose to operate in that or not. But see, if you're quoting scriptures like this, if your confession is this, your faith lines up with this. Here's another one. As a child of God, I possess His authority... Power, and nature. Say that with me. Say, as a child of God, I possess his authority, power, and nature. Say it one more time. Say, as a child of God, I possess his authority, power, and nature. Confess these things over your life. Confess these things over your life. How about we just quote some scripture, ready? Say, God is for me and not against me. God is for me and not against me. I'm over and not under. I'm blessed in the city and blessed in the field. What are you doing? I'm, co- I'm quoting Deuteronomy. If you don't know that scripture, look it up. It says I'm blessed going in, blessed coming out. Blessed in the field, blessed in the city. It talks about the blessings of God that are on the believer. Well, well, how can I have that? Well, you first of all, you've got to believe it. You've got to believe it. Then you receive it and you speak it until you see it. I know that sounds simple on paper, but what happens is we get tripped up on the first part. We don't even have it in us. You hear me say it. It sounds good. And we get, oh, yeah, that's a good word. Good word. And then what happens? We leave. Come on, Andre. I see you smiling. You know, we've been around church for a long time. What happens? We leave. And then on Tuesday, the devil comes and he snatches the word. So you've got to have the word on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Keep the word in you. The easiest, I, I shouldn't say the easiest way because everybody's different. But one of the ways you can do that is by regurgitating it. Is by re-speaking it. Is by, did you ever do that in school? Right? When they would make you memorize things? Right? What would they tell you to do? You write it down. You write it down so you can see it for a visual learner. And then you repeat it. You say it out loud. Why? Because as you're saying it out loud, as you're saying those vocabulary words out loud, your mind is hearing, your eye is reading, and your mouth is speaking what you're trying to internalize. You don't think that won't happen? See, the Word of God is living. How much more will that happen with a living Word? Let's keep going with this scripture thing because I want to build your faith a little bit before we leave. You ready? Say this with me. Say, no weapon weapon. formed against me shall prosper. I don't know why, but I just sense that I've hit a wall here today. I feel like, I feel like y'all are, are, aren't quite getting this. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. But I, I, I want you to understand that this isn't some message that I just came up with. That I wanted to tell you today that you've got to get the word and you've got to repeat it and regurgitate it until you see it in your life. Hear me today. Hear me today. Take the word. Take the word. If you're watching online, take the word of God and make it life for yourself. Use it. get, get, a, get a daily devotion that, that's going to have some word in your life and then speak that word over you every day. Do something to get the word working in your life because the word works. Say that with me. Say the word works. The word works. The word works. The word works, the word works. The word works. The word works every time. The word works every time. I tell you, I tell you what. I know, I know that this message was for somebody. And I know that if you'll put it into practice, you'll see a difference in your life. You'll see a difference in your life. You'll see a You'll see God move in ways. You'll be like, how did that happen? Well, he was moving all the time. See, I think that's another thing that we miss is that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, He did everything he was going to do right then. Think about that. He died to provide salvation, to provide healing at that moment. What is different? We've got to receive it. We've got to receive it. We've got to receive the keys of the kingdom. They're here, they're yours. They're dangling in front of you. But you've got to take the keys and put them in the car and start it. Put them in the door and open it. You can come help me finish. It's the keys of the kingdom. It's the revelation of the word of God that will take you where you need to go. The word of God is paramount the word of god is paramount i encourage you go home today start your day tomorrow with the word end your day with the word begin your day begin your, your your work day with the word speak the word of your life if you've got any problem i want all of you just go and stand up on your feet as we wrap up go and stand up on your feet all of you have some issue some thought something that you're believing God for, I know you do, and you should. Say this. Say the. I, I, say the word over your situation. Speak the word over your situation. Get a word and speak it.